Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Yeah, let's <laughs> get the show on the road. And Denise, we're recording today, the day before Valentine's Day. And this is going to mm-hmm. go out on Sunday um, of Valentine's week, if we want to call it that. When, so I, when I maybe thought... some people will still have chocolate around. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or wilting roses. Um, yes. I, I just thought, it just got me thinking, Valentine's love relationships all that kind of thing where would hypnotherapy come into the equation with that the people that were made sad by the holiday it's not really a holiday i mean you have to go to work you can't do anything else but it is it is and if if you don't have a partner Mm. perhaps you're recently widowed or whatever caused this occasion it can be a real underlining yeah, of, of or grief. if you had a partner this time last year on Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and now you don't. And now you don't. Right. Maybe you've right. been ditched. And this goes for all holidays, I think, because it'll do this the same thing. You, you compare this Christmas, last Christmas, this mm. New Year, last New Year. Mother's Day was a mm. day that we got so many. The day after Mother's Day, we would have a flood of patients into the emergency room, not because necessarily they were terribly ill, but they would have little flare-ups or they'd be more aware of it because the day before people had come to see them and then they'd gone away again. And it just makes people more aware of the deficits in their life. Than being on their own. Yeah. Uh, All right, here we go. Let let me just go for an an immediate tangent. Forgetting your emergency room doctor. Did did the (laughs) rooms used to go quiet if there was a sudden unexpected warm, hot day or something like that? Yeah, and football, we would get quiet when they were playing. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how people would arrange their medical care. Either side sometimes, of the <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, seriously, I started having chest pain in the first half and I'm coming in after the game's over. I really, <laughs> actually, not, not you know, they really were having a, a medical emergency and they put it off. But that is, a, it's a grist for another mill. Um Back to those other kinds of holidays, those mm. really do cause discomfort for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, Mother's Day and Father's Day for, for people who have lost a child or lost a pregnancy. Mm. And it's all of those things. It's this um, almost feels like you're being stabbed by somebody. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can remember the first couple of years after my mum died and you keep getting emails mm-hmm. from various companies that you may have purchased something from before, you know, florists okay. or whatever. Or, or Facebook reminders Facebook <laughs> of reminders, their birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, as well. Um, yeah, that kind of thing used to knock me. No, I'm just thinking um, Valentine's Day. It just got me thinking like relationships, where, where hypnotherapy would come into the equation with helping people to deal with all kinds of relationship issues. I've had a couple of people come in for, say come in, join me on the Zoom call, um, for being alone. It's Mm. not so much for that specific relationship. They're they're usually okay, that that Mm. didn't work, but then they Mm. despair of having uh, or being social again. 
you, you, you get a little less you get you get rather once you've been married 39 years now so mm -hmm. we have a very set set number of social things we do mm. and when that stay goes away it's it can be hard to figure out mm. um, how you should be interacting with society well yeah i mean it's coping with the changes isn't it it's getting used mm -hmm. to getting yourself out there again um but also i mean if somebody's been in a relationship for a long time that perhaps had as we say over here, chipped away at their personality. I'm not going full, full blown coercive relationship or anything like that. But if somebody's no. had a relationship where th their partner had, you know, knocked away at their self confidence somewhat, um, mm. you know, then it can be difficult to get going again, I suppose. Yeah, but I think also, even if it's been a, a wonderful relationship, mm. when when you lose the other half of your, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I think that can be. Just because you, we present ourselves to different audiences in different ways. Oh, absolutely. And if suddenly half of the way you define yourself, I'm Francisco's wife. I mean, I don't really mm. think of myself. I, that's not the first thing I am. The first thing <laughs> I am is Denise. But some people are. And then how do you, you know, who am I if I'm not? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So hypnotherapy could what? Help with exploring your own mind and maybe yeah. reigniting some old neural pathways that you haven't been down for a while um yeah. you know certainly I've, I've done quite a lot partly because of covid with clients who came in because they just couldn't deal with going out in public again they mm. hadn't had to or they had been prevented from yeah for a good 18 months really mm. absolutely they could do more than run to the shops when, when you've had um, clients like that, though, what, with COVID, were they mainly younger or older? Well, most of my clients are skew. My client base skews mm. uh, older. I've had some younger ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, I, I think people see my hair and think, okay, <laughs> she's my age. I'm going to talk to her. <laughs> no, I just think I, I, what's still... Um, sort of resonates with me is the fact that somebody who is 18 now spent over 10% of their life in lockdown um, mm -hmm. with COVID. I'm still seeing the effects of that in younger people that I see, um, yeah. you know, younger clients. It's, for me, it seems to have <clears> affected them <throat> more than older people. Well, yeah, it was a bigger percentage of their life. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, and it's those events as well, isn't it? Imagine being 15 or 16, getting back to Valentine's again, you know, that age where mm -hmm. you start courting start going on dates and that kind of thing um to have missed out least, on those at vital least, years at least knowing other people are yeah 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 um could could, could have um had a big big effect on them um yeah. no i'm just i'm just wondering about um you know how hypnotherapy could benefit people in terms of relationships that's what just got me thinking this week you know with it being valentine's mm. day I don't, I've never had anybody come to me for the particular relationship mm. that they're still in. But oh, I right, have okay. had recently, recently being like a couple of years, not mm. yesterday. Um, but you've done quite a lot with, with people who've lost family members one way or another. Yeah, or life change when people have taken retirement. Um, mm -hmm. And again, the relationship suddenly taken a different turn, as it were. Um, for example, two people who were always out at work um, suddenly find themselves all, all at home with each other all the time. And life yes, is very different. Yes. 
actually the way Valentine's affects my clients at the moment, most of them at the moment are coming to me because of that. It's, it's a new year, so new resolutions. So a lot of people wanting to lose weight and or you know go to the gym more or whatever reason and here we have this huge celebration of eating chocolate (laughs) (laughs) i love you have some i love chocolate please don't get me wrong i absolutely adore good chocolate (laughs) Mm. but but um it is a bit odd Oh, I just that. wonder why you mentioned New Year then, because it was Chinese New Year last week. <laughs> it was, yeah, because clients called me at New Year and they're fully oh, right. un, un, in in the, in their sessions. Hong Ye Fat Choi, if we have any Chinese viewers. <laughs> oh, very good. I can't do that, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so just getting back on topic a minute then. No, just thinking about... Um, sort of using hypnotherapy let's let, let's let's create a, a scenario of somebody who who might typically come and see us then perhaps they've lost the confidence in knowing how to um engage with yes. other people form relationships yeah. um i mean I, the, one thing i particularly like about using hypnotherapy is when people sort of tap into resources they've not used for years that's what i think mm-hmm. particularly useful and i think that's why they get anxious because they said sort of have to actually remember the things they will need to do, mm. whereas they haven't had to think about, you know, it's Absolutely. Saturday, we go shopping for groceries now. <laughs> right. Oh, so that overwhelm of thinking, I've got yeah. to do this again, got to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, hypnotherapy can help cope with that, can't it? Yeah. It can cope with, you know, it helps with just about anything, really. If, <laughs> if you need to get out of what is currently your comfort zone, <laughs> mm, it can help yeah, well, you do it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one thing hypnotherapy is particularly useful for is taking somebody just enough out of that comfort zone to motivate, just generate enough stress and just mm-hmm. motivate them to do a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more rather than yeah. that thing of falling over a cliff edge when we've suddenly got right. to do something big. Yeah. 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 We, both of us work. We work slowly but effectively. <laughs> you, what's the average amount of time? That, that your clients take to get over, if they have one specific issue, how when long do they usually stay with you? Anything between six and 12 sessions. Okay. The only 12 session thing is the half sessions is a weight program because mm. it, it doesn't matter how effective that first session is. It's still going to take some time for you to see a difference on the scale. So I always stre- stretch it. So they've got support through that whole time. Yeah, to, to me with weight clients, it's a matter of when they get to the point where they are automatically, without thinking, just reaching for the anyway, yeah. better options, yeah. reaching so. for the right choices. Because like when people are struggling with the weight, when they eat a lot of processed foods and a lot of sugary foods, they will still veer towards those because they taste good, let's face it. Yeah. And, taste... and it's what they and it's the way they've been comforting themselves for so long. Yeah, but it's also the way our taste buds have been altered by all the MSG and everything else they put into it. Um, we're attracted to that kind of food more and more. Mm-hmm. Once you've got over to fresher food, less processed mm-hmm. food, and you start to you got through that thing of thinking I'm on a diet because you're not. Once you've got through mm-hmm. all that, and you no, start you are, just... you are, you're eating that which you habitually eat. Yeah, if I get over this calling it diet is what you normally eat a slimming diet a you know a get thinner diet whatever a weight loss diet yes let's get rid of them let's have just healthy food for people 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but once you've got to that point where you are eating better food all the time, then mm-hmm. you, the next stage is that you just automatically prefer that. You you stop having that feeling of missing out on something. Once you're at that mm-hmm. point, then you know you, you, you're through the line, as it were, you've won. Um, because if you're in any kind of deprivation or if you're in the mindset of being deprived of something, then all the time you will consciously be feeling that you're missing out on eating all the unhealthy things that you used to mm-hmm. eat. You need to get past that to the point where it's like, no, actually, this is my preference now. This is what I prefer. Right. This is what I like. And that's what you'll... This is what my body when, needs. When you go to a great big buffet, you will automatically veer towards the things that are better for you. Right. Once you're at that stage, then you're okay. That's what I always yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, well, so you're looking... you, When you do weight loss, do people come with you with have really got a, a serious issue or is it just a, I think I might be developing an issue? Uh, Usually it's last resort, grossly yeah. overweight issue. Um, mm-hmm. Usually it's people that have tried every fad diet going, they've been to every kind of slimming club going, um, they've done all the usual things and they'll try hypnotherapy as a last resort. And let's face it, it's quite so often the case with most things, isn't it? Hypnotherapy. Well, is because we haven't, we haven't explained to people how it is not alternative medicine is just yeah. part of the things that you could put in place to make your life mm. easier yeah. yeah but it's because of all the stigma because of all the myths about it though it's mm-hmm. so often that the the place of last resort it's like i've tried everything else now i might as well give that a try that's um mm. the attitude of a lot of <laughs> okay so let me just think about something else and in terms of valentine's relationships and hypnotherapy flowers what about... <laughs> flowers yeah what about conflict resolution hypnotherapy for conflict resolution yes i think mm. it probably is useful but i don't know i mean normally conflict resolution you'd have both people there in the room at the same time mm. and i don't do two people for hypnosis no. at the same time <laughs> no would they have would it be like other couples therapy so you have couples therapy and individual therapy mm. yeah i know I'm, I'm talking of individual therapy though mm-hmm. perhaps helping somebody to okay Put it this way, if you're in a relationship with a lot of conflict, okay, you're going to be pretty stressed out. And when, of course, when we're stressed out, we everything gets magnified, doesn't it? Everything. True, but now what kind of conflict are you talking about? Are we're you not talking, talking violence, we're abuse? talking about when people or, start... Or to... other forms of abuse. Like, mm. no. I'm, I'm talking more, perhaps a little lighter than that, where people are just at the point where they're just getting on each other's nerves with everything they say and do. Oh, because things are like people who are newly retired and suddenly yeah. you're in my space at 9am, go away. Yeah, that uh. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think, again, it's it's a good way to help stop those negative thought cycles. Because if once you get it in your head that somebody is annoying you or is going to annoy you, then that's what you'll concentrate you, you on. You wake up already annoyed. <laughs> yeah, you, you wake up ready ready to look for faults. And I, mm. I think, again, if we use that soothing and calming side of hypnotherapy um, to bring somebody right down where they can take a, an overview of things mm. and perhaps not be so reactionary to things, it, it can be helpful in that way, in any kind of mm-hmm. conflict, even in a work conflict or something like that. Does that be more aligned with anger management? Yeah. Yeah. But it, I think it's... A gentler and kinder way of dealing with things. Mm-hmm. I think it's more practical 
than just yeah. regular anger I, management? I think it would probably not garner many many clients as a first introduction to hypnosis. I, I could see somebody who's come to you before for another reason, right, thinking, okay. oh, maybe this, and then calling you. I don't hmm. know how, I suppose I could write in my blog and say, yeah, what do the people feel about conflict resolution? <laughs> um, and anybody who's listening to us blathering on, please write, tell us what you think about this. <laughs> Get some <laughs> feedback. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it can help improve communication skills, can't it, hypnotherapy? Mm-hmm. Um, help people identify the strengths and feel more confident, perhaps, when they need to state the boundaries in a relationship, for example. Yeah. Um, in any kind of relationship, you can give people the confidence to do that, perhaps, as mm -hmm. I say, if, if somebody's I lacking think, in self-confidence. I think many of us who work in this area sort of look forward to a time that actually will teach kids these skills when they're very little. And mm. we can almost get rid of hypnotists. We can just, you know, people will just know how to use this very useful time to relax. Mm. <laughs> Those tri tricks of the trade. Yeah. No yeah. more driving test anxiety because you already know how to handle anxiety. Or driving test anxiety, yeah. I saw somebody for that not, not too long ago, actually. Um, mm -hmm. That's a different thing altogether, isn't it? That's what I call acute anxiety. One, one particular yes. situation that's forthcoming um, and usually it's things like driving tests, public speaking, best man speeches at weddings. Oh, yes. <laughs> public speaking in general, but yeah, best man. I mean, that's, it's going to be recorded for posterity. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course, in this day and age, yeah. If, if um, people have the fear of making the mistake at a wedding, now they've got the fear of it being recorded and held forever as well. <laughs> and, put out, and put on I'll a put out, yeah, yeah, and put out on the internet. <laughs> Uh, no, but it, it's just that, that general thing about relationships altogether, isn't it? And then you, you were saying mm -hmm. earlier on as well about not just Valentine's, but other things that you, you term as holidays, as it were, or occasional Well, days. things that you normally celebrated with somebody in particular. It could be your lover. It could be husband, wife, brother, whoever is suddenly absent from your life. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like you say, holidays are the times when things become noticeable, aren't they? Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's funny that with grief, it's always the first year after you've lost somebody. And um, the 10th year. And it's those milestones. Yeah. But in the first yeah. year in particular, whatever day it is, it's the you first always remember what them. they were doing that same day last year, last Easter, yeah. last Christmas, last Valentine's, last whatever. Um, mm -hmm. you'll always remember what you were doing with that person the year before. Um, mm -hmm. so they, say, they, they do say, don't they, the first year is the most difficult one. Oh, it is, yeah. Mm. But it's still, I mean, depending on how close your relationship was, it can take a long time before you don't automatically turn to talk to that person. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and again, you see, of course, we do things automatically out of habit, don't we? And we do it automatically, mm -hmm. subconsciously, without thinking about mm -hmm. it first. Anything we do without thinking about it first, whether it's which shoe do we put our feet on our feet first? Yeah. Mm -hmm. or, or do they even match? That's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someday Martian will tell you about his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but there's a lot of things we do subconsciously. And it's those are the things that we can change with hypnotherapy really easily. Um, you know, so that you automatically do something else instead. Um, mm -hmm.
there's also the fact that once it's once your new reality has become a new reality and you suddenly are brought back to remember the person often people feel guilty because they didn't feel bad on that particular day yeah yeah well quite that, that's another one of those fears though isn't it it's like if i don't think about them i might just forget them yeah that's, that that's they've disappeared from yeah yeah like they never existed sort of thing that's it. particularly i think that when a parent survives longer than a child to yeah. lose a child is a particularly bad one and all every single thing going forward you're going to remember you don't have that person with you yeah because that's just not the natural order of things is it it's not well yeah order. we say that but yet it is, is <laughs> you it? know before before the early part of the last century it was not at all uncommon antibiotics did a huge amount to help people stay oh, living longer yeah Children often, yeah of course yeah yeah, of course, yeah. yeah um yeah we only need to look back in history don't we what was it in victorian times the death rate more infant mortality rate was it was really huge high. i can't remember yeah if you had a family it's of five so... kids you'd, you'd lose one wouldn't you on average i think it was at least yeah mm. yeah was, you know if a scarlet fever went through you'd lose all of them i mean it it that that whole aspect of my life of worrying about children getting vaccinated and antibiotics being given appropriately mm. is, we're very concerned really right now about what's going to happen with the, the antibiotic overuse having given us superbugs well there's some new antibiotics right. now the first ones that have been developed in 20 years or something um were on the news the other day so mm. hopefully they'll be able to deal with these superbugs yes but still don't stop doing sensible things like washing our hands and yeah anyway or or cooking food properly yeah can don't don't wing it when you're canning for the first time please read the instructions it's very important <laughs> this is a very weird podcast okay. yeah <laughs> i keep trying to bring you back on topic <laughs> i know it's just not natural to us do no. you do you do you go to town on valentine's day or is it just another day when you say you know, do you, do you get a card or don't yeah, do you don't, go out for don't. special dinner? Don't, don't do anything in particular? No, well, I, I, that's what I say. I popped down to Sainsbury's. I bought some steak. I brought everything else to make a nice meal um, mm -hmm. for tomorrow night. I've been and bought some roses and stashed them in the cupboard under the stairs where it's cool and dark. Um, and, and that's me doing because it's just nice to mark the day. Otherwise, you just take it oh, yeah. for granted completely, don't you? Right. And so any day, I think that's the thing that hypnosis can help people with, can make any day special. I don't oh, think because you're getting hypnotized. I mean, you can have people realize how exciting it is that you woke up this morning. Yeah, well. <laughs> You've won. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's funny, actually. That, that is something when I first started studying therapy, how it actually can bring you right down and get to the part where you, you've suddenly realize wow each day is a new day there's a lot i can do because um, yeah. it's so easy in the humdrum routine of normal daily life to just like wake up every day and off here we go again um, yeah and there's the thing that's actually part of the way you were taught hypnosis which is to have people remember at the end of every day mm. <laughs> what good minor but good things happened yeah it's the smallest things that are the best mm -hmm. ones it's that uh, i mean no doubt you can give the technical term for it but I, I always say you generate a little hit of feel good as you start to delve back oh, through yeah. your mind Love me. to, um, mm. you, you know, to think about anything good that happened that day, whether it was just somebody with a miserable face holding a shop door open for you and smiling when you didn't expect it. Or a little kid waving at you. Yeah. 
Of somebody ringing up and saying, Grandma, thank you for that. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like all those little things that make us feel good. And it's true, though, when you look back through your mind and think about them, it's the same. When you think back to a funny story, you'll suddenly smile automatically, won't you? Or have a little giggle to yourself. Right. If you remember some time, I don't know, one of your children embarrassed you or you embarrassed one of your children or something like that, and it brings a smile on your face. We're generating those feelings, aren't we? Right. And it's amazing when you start to really study how you can regenerate these feelings. And it's those memories that help people when they are getting over their grief, when they mm. can look back at the fact that that, that person was in their life. I made a difference at that point, and then it begins to become less painful that they're not there anymore. Because, mm. as we know, time is only a physical thing; it's not a next world thing. But no, <laughs> well, we won't get too philosophical. It's beyond no, the educational no. scope. But yeah, I, I, do, I really like that. I try to remind myself that I do have two or three issues that I have people keep a diary for. It's not usually okay. mandatory, but. Mm. Try and rem remember that to, to tell them, to think of, you know, look back quick in the last 24 hours, what good thing just happened. Yeah, I, I insist on it with every single one. And it's mm -hmm. the most difficult thing. It's, it's the one thing most people find difficult until they have it's a light bulb moment. Exactly. Yes. It's difficult until they accept the premise. Yeah. <laughs> then they're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But it, it's, it's true, isn't it? You think about it. If you remember something that made you laugh at some point, you can actually laugh again, um, mm -hmm. and it's just those, just those tiny, I call them little wins that we get all through the day, um, mm -hmm. throughout the day. Like for me, when I'm driving, if I'm waiting to turn right, and I've been waiting ages, and then some kind soul flashes me so I can turn right, mm -hmm. um, you, you you get a hit of feel good, and it's those little moments we all have throughout the day. But when we're so worn down with life, when things are so on top of us, we fail to fully appreciate the moments that's why mm -hmm. we need to think back through them and remember the good things otherwise we just go to bed with all the negative things from the day you know and heads. it's also one of the reasons that hypnosis doesn't use reliving the trauma of whatever it is that's upset mm. you obviously we need to take a history initially so we know yeah. what has affected you but then you don't have to go back and relive it every day no we don't want to dwell on it we don't want to dwell on it because anything you concentrate on you'll amplify so Right. Why? So think, think of those positive things that have yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I say it all the time. And as I say, most people find that the most difficult part of therapy, writing down mm -hmm. those three good things each night. Um, until, as I say, until they've done it a few times and all of a sudden one day it was like, oh, yeah, and this happened. Right. And then they really start to tell you about it. And then you know, I, right. I I think many people would recognize that the good things had happened, that they liked it, but they're sort of embarrassed to say, well, I got really happy when a little kid blew me a kiss. You know, that mm. sort of thing. Um, they, they feel like it's not important enough. And many people, when they go into various forms of therapy, mm. psychological therapy, CBT, initially they're hesitant to say why they're unhappy because there are so many people who are worse off. Oh, yeah. And and you need to get past that. Yeah, that's that is true. Always, there will always be somebody that's worse off. But that doesn't mean you can't feel better than you feel now. No, can, oh, absolutely. Yeah, but that's I mean, who is in the room right now. This is about getting that empathy, isn't it? Okay, we'll give we'll give you a break, people. You can turn off now. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> please write to us and tell us what you'd like to hear us blathering on about. And please tell us if there is a particular issue that you need help with. Even if you 
don't want to see either of us. <laughs> you, we know a lot of other hypnotists and we'd be happy to help you figure out what kind of therapy would be the best fit for you. Yeah, absolutely. So in the meantime, I'll say ta-ta for this week and we'll see you Indeed. on the next one. <laughs> All right, dear. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.